I thought it would be a little more noise in here because a lot of people here. In my mouth, this is what I'm going to talk about today. Look at your neighbor if you're here. And if you're at home, just say to somebody close, watch your mouth. Ooh. Are y'all here with me today? Tell somebody else, watch your mouth. You're not even able to stand in the evil day without the whole armor. Now watch this, the evil day. You're not even able to stand in the evil day, the Bible says, having done all to stand. Now, even though we don't know when the evil day will come, nobody knew the pandemic will come. And the evil day could be figurative or literally, but it means the day of temptation, right? So uh, the evil day is coming. You don't know when it's coming, but we're expected to stand in it. Though we can't predict when that day will come for us personally. We're expected to stand in it. So, so my point is, uh, what am I saying right here? It's no surprise to me that some people fell during the pandemic. It's no surprise to me that people didn't keep, you know, their, their, their joy during the pandemic. People started stressing and all that because they didn't have the full armor on. Tell somebody, I'm going to say a whole lot to tell somebody because they're here now, so y'all excuse me. Tell somebody wardrobe matters. Come Did you hear what I said? <laughs> wardrobe matters. You got to have the right wardrobe on during warfare. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You need the right wardrobe in <laughs> warfare. You need these things. You need to know how to fight the enemy. You need to know the tactics of the enemy. You need to know where he's attacking you. This whole pandemic hit. Sickness hit the whole land. The virus hit the whole land. How do we fight it? Let's go, look, watch, watch this, watch this, watch this. Let's go to this first scripture. Watch this. Watch this, y'all. Uh, understanding warfare is vital and it's important. I'm going to give y'all something. We're talking about sickness really quick. Now, when the sun was setting, all that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them to him. They brought him to Jesus. And he laid his hands on every one of them. And he healed them. Because he's the healer. I'm sorry, y'all. I got a real church here today. I don't know how to, I'm trying to talk to y'all, but I feel my people that's here. He's a healer. So he laid hands on them all and he healed them all. Oh, but watch this. And devils also came out of many crying out saying, you are the Christ. And he told them, shut up, don't say nothing. Right? It's important that we understand warfare because even in these times, evil spirits were the cause of many sicknesses. I said evil spirits can be the cause of some sicknesses. He just healed them, but demons came out. Uh, 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 either directly or indirectly, these spirits can be the cause of these diseases. Indirectly by creating attitudes in people which pre prevent them from receiving healing through faith. How can a demon keep me sick? It'll give you an attitude towards it that keeps it in you. Uh-oh. But if you don't know, if you don't got the helmet of salvation and your thoughts are all over the place, you'll embrace those thoughts and remain sick or get worse. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All diseases are not caused by evil spirits, but some are. And the real issue with some sicknesses is spirits. You cast out the spirit, you get healing. Amen. We don't want to deal with that because nobody want to think they got an evil spirit in them. It doesn't mean you're evil. 
It doesn't mean you're evil. It doesn't mean you enjoy the presence of demons. Demons, uh, oh man, we have, made, we, we have made demons so spooky in Halloween. Demons are the friendliest sounding thoughts you ever had in your mind. Let's look at Disney, y'all. I keep doing it. What evil witch or sorcerer is mean? And no, they're all nice. Hey, pretty lady. You're going to come to Snow White with an apple, knowing she's hungry. Let's go to the ultimate evil one, Satan. He never hit nobody. He's not mean to anybody. So don't think that demons are just these dark evil, and when I'm stabbing somebody, that's a demon. No! Thoughts. Suggestions. Demons. I'm going to tell y'all something. Angels, the Bible says, are messengers. Right? I'm Gabriel. Hail Mary, full of grace. They're, they're messengers, right? Fallen angels are still messengers. Fallen angels still deliver messages. Fallen angels deliver fallen messages. Demons still speak. So, what'd you do? so, so look, so many demons, go ahead. I want to add to that. Um, this is another way to see it. Um, demons are persons, like personalities. And so that's another trick a lot of times when you copy personalities and stuff like that. Channeling um, spirits. Yeah, you're channeling spirits. And, and I talked about last week familiar spirits. Those are spirits that's in our family members and us and our friends. And we just think that that's their personality, especially if it's negative or uncontrollable. It's just a personality like, oh, that's just her personality. Those are spirits. Everything is a spirit. And so you have to see it as a person. Spirits are, are persons. They're, they're persons without a body. That's how you say it. Persons without a body. So it uses people. They don't even know they're being used. Mm -mm -mm. You know? So see it kind of like that. Like, oh, that's a personality. That's like, that's a demon. But it you demonstrates. Can, you can't see it or know it without the helmet. Correct. Of salvation. Somebody say wardrobe matters. Wardrobe that matters. That is very, very key. And that is important for us to know because it's, we got to take the spook off right. of demons. Exactly. That's the All point. right? So wardrobe matters. When, when Lazarus raised, was raised from the dead, he said, loose him and let him go. He was raised, but he still had grave clothes on him. Are you on First of all, I love this story. Excuse my side street. But when Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave from the dead, the Bible says he lifted up his voice. It's not many times that Jesus raised his voice. He don't really raise his voice a whole lot. But when it comes to you coming out, uh-oh. God ain't playing with you when it comes to you coming out of darkness into, when it comes to you coming out of the grave, he'll shout about it. He'll call your name with authority and power and he'll command you to come out. Be careful when God raises his voice, he's not playing with your deliverance. He's not playing with your freedom. He's not playing with your liberty. I'll raise my voice for you to come back alive. Tell somebody, live again. It's time to live again. All right. He said, take the grave clothes off of him because you can have new life still in grave clothes. Grave clothes. You can be wrapped in the thought. See, he said, loose him because they put the grave clothes on him. You can be wrapped in the thoughts of people's opinions. <laughs> you can be wrapped in the words of your, your, your parents or your teachers. You, you can be wrapped. So now you're saved, but you're bound. You're alive, but you're bound. 
God says, take off the grave clothes because it's not enough to be alive. You got to be free. Because who the son, uh-oh, I got to, who the son says free is free indeed. Wardrobe matters. Clothes represented function back in the day. So we need the whole armor. Though we don't know when the evil day will come, we're expected to stand in it. There's always a kingdom expectation and responsibility. There's always a kingdom expectation or responsibility. We are never without kingdom responsibility or expectation. No matter what happens to us, we have a responsibility to respond kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The pandemic happened to me. Well, you're expected to respond like him. Uh, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God, God will recommend you. He's not worrying about things happening to you. You ain't tried Job. We, we fall apart when things happen to us. And God is recommending you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God is He's sending tests your way. He's recommending you. He's not afraid of things happening to you because he knows how you're going to respond. Well, he knows what he put in you, and prayerfully you'll respond that way. So tests come to see what's in you. The fire comes to see what's in you. You already got what it takes to make it out of what you're in right now. I wish somebody in the building could shout like you're glorifying God in here today. Let me stick to the notes. I think that's very important for us to know. There are many things the enemy will always try it. He tried it. He, he's always going to try it. He tries our faith, but the trying of our faith works patience. It's doing something. There are so many things in life we cannot control. We don't control. We don't control government. We don't control so many things. But the point, uh, uh, where, where am I at? We don't control government. We don't control laws. We don't control opinions of people. There's so much we can't control, and that's what we get frantic at. The pandemic hit, I don't, and we call it's uncertain times. We don't, because we can't control it. We just go crazy, as if we don't know who's in control. So, what is your responsibility, even in things you can't control? That's what you need to be focusing on. The Bible says in Revelations, I know you've lost a lot, but strengthen what remains. What do you still have that you need to tend to? I don't care if you lost your job. Do you got your family? Strengthen that. I don't care if you lost your what is, whatever remains, God said, that's your responsibility. I don't care what happens to you, pandemic, furlough, it doesn't matter. You're expected to remain kingdom. So when it comes to things you cannot control, you need to take accountability for what you can. And if you cannot identify what is under your control, you'll be miserable. Because if everything is just out of your control, you'll be hopeless, you'll be stressed, you'll be depressed, and you'll be miserable. No, I can't control that, but I can control this. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So the focus now becomes what can I control? What do I control? You can't control Trump, obviously. Nobody, his friends, his foes, nobody can control Trump. He's going to say what he want. He's going to do what he want. Why? So why continue to be upset about that? Let me control what I think about 
Trump's words. You talking? That's the warfare. Yeah. I got to control what I think Correct. about what he's saying. I got to control how I feel about his words. That's what I control. That's what I can be accountable for. Who cares what happens to you? I got to be accountable for what happens in me. Amen. Amen. Jesus didn't say, hey, you'll never have trouble. He said, don't let your heart. You control that. You're accountable for that. Why is your heart racing? Why are you stressed? Why are you fearful? Why are you not at peace? Why are you crying? Why are you stressed? Why are you depressed? Know ye not that you serve the King of Kings. Know ye not that you serve the Lord of Lords. You're acting like you don't serve the right one. Control yourself. Can have peace in a pandemic. That's what I can control. I don't know when the world's gonna open back up, but I know I can have peace right now. But if my peace is in the world opening up, then it's in the wrong place, period. That's why God shut everything down. Oh, your joy was in going out. Let me shut going out down so your joy can be in me. Good God Almighty. Is anybody joy in Jesus today? I said, is anybody's joy in Jesus this morning? Let me keep it moving. Control you. Be accountable for you. The scripture says, the next scripture says, uh, like a city that is broken down without walls, leaving it unprotected, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit. And he sets himself up for trouble. Whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't say trouble's going to hit you. Trouble's all around. But if you don't control your spirit, you open yourself up to it. Trouble is always available, y'all. You can always find trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trouble is always around. When you don't control yourself, you invite it. I talked to my friend from California. He showed me video of the red skies. He said, there's not even fires nowhere near me, five miles away. But the whole sky was red like they're literally in hell. And he was smiling and laughing and we was talking and having a great time. Because his joy is not in outward, his joy was in Jesus. It sounds so basic, but it's so true. Control yourself. Don't open yourself up to trouble. Like a city without walls is a man who can't control his own spirit. It's not the condition of our lives that determines our destiny. It's our choices and responses. Your condition of your life does not determine where you will end up. Your choices in it determines where you're going to end up. So we got to talk about this for a few few more minutes. All right? Meekness and temperance are two fruit of the spirit. Very important to God that he named two fruit that kind of got the same taste. Meekness is a power under restraint. I could slap you, but I won't. I could come down off the cross, but I won't. Thank God he had meekness on the Thank God he had meekness on the cross. And temperance, as we know, is self-control. So you can't control yourself by yourself. Temperance is a fruit of the spirit. So I need the spirit to control me. 
Are you understand what I'm saying? Even when it comes to my emotions, I need the Holy Spirit for my mind, the helmet of salvation. Are y'all with me this morning? Go please add to that. Discipline and leaning on Christ is two different things. Like a lot of times we try to discipline ourselves, but nothing can change without Christ. I can do all things through Christ. What is all things? Anything, everything. Yeah. As even keeping my temper low. Yeah. I can do that through Christ. But if I try to rehearse it in my head and rehearse it in my head and, 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 and keep mumbling about it, it's not going to change. Christ is the only thing that can change. It's going to help thing. us. I love it. We have to pray. I love it. You sure you done? Sorry, no, no, no. Don't ever apologize. I love it. So meekness and temperance are two things that should have been in uh, exercise even in the pandemic. Controlling myself. You swiping online, you're seeing senseless murders, controlling my emotions. This is all a test. Stuff going viral is all a test for you. Are you exercising temper? Do I control? My, is, is the helmet of salvation at work? Are my eyes perceiving right? Are my ears hearing right? Is my mind covered? Am I saying the right things? These are all, see, I think we love the, the these are things that will help you get victory while on earth, right? While on earth. Overall, we already won. We're going to heaven. It's, all, it's, all, it's already written. All is well. All things work together for the good. We're going to be all right. It's all good. <laughs> uh, I think the song went number one, too, this week. But uh, anyway, anyway, so the Bible, it did. Come on out, tell them it. It went number one. Number what? Number what? All right, now go back over there and sit down somewhere. <laughs> because it's true, we're going to be all right. We know that all things work together for good. But in order to have victory in earth, we got to be responsible. They don't like this. We don't like this part. we like, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. Saved and going to heaven. Saved and going to heaven. I knew somebody was going to get that one. We just want to go to heaven. But to have victory on earth, on earth, you got to put some work in. You got to put some thought in. You got to live consciously. You got to be aware. You got to be sober. You got to be diligent. You got to be faithful. It's hard work to have victory on earth. Are y'all hearing me? So this is the warfare. These are the tactics you need to have victory on earth. Temperance. I'm trying to tell y'all. Self-control. Got it. No, you don't. You can't even control your mouth when you get mad. Mother, father, sister, and brother. Uncles and aunts, cousins and friends. Some of y'all was going to leave. Some of y'all was going to join. <laughs> ah! You can't even control your mouth. You're like a city without walls. You out of control. You ain't got no protection. Anybody can irk you. It's easy to hurt you. You ain't got no walls. Everything get on your nerves. You have no temperance. And you got a lot of pride because you ain't perfect and you get on somebody's nerves. And they don't know it. Who nerves do you get on? They don't know. Exactly. 
People love you so much, they ain't gonna tell you that you get on their nerves. Exactly. But you walking around like everybody get on your nerves. You better have some self-control, some humility, for they get honest and be like, you know what, to be real, I never liked you in the first place. I might, I might get on somebody's nerves. For real. We, yes. I know yes. you can't imagine that with your wonderful, perfect, flawless selves. But, but it may happen. No, don't turn your mic off. Keep it. <laughs> One of the things that Jesus always checked was people's emotions. He checked their your self-control. He always checked it. Where is your faith? Why are you fearful? He, he, you understand what I'm saying? He didn't even check their behavior. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He, he checked their heart and their posture. Why are you even fearful? You have no control over that? Yes, the wind is blowing, but I'm on the boat sleep. How are you fearful? No self-control. And you can't control yourself if you don't trust Christ. Control comes from trust. I'm going to chill because I know he, he got me. People without control take matters into their own hands. Correct. That's right. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. When you trust God, you chill more. Yes. You're less anxious. You're less irritated. Yes. You're less moody. Amen. That's the truth. You're less stressed. I'm telling y'all what I know. I know. Temperance. I got to preach this temperance thing, man. Please. Temperance is a major warfare weapon that you can use against the enemy of your mind. Because all them spirits are trying to do is get you to act out. What if you keep yourself, a, Paul said, I keep myself, exactly. my body, under subjection, subjection. So I won't be a castaway. I'm going to preach to all y'all. Right. But then I'll not make it. No. Mm -mm. I keep myself under. Subdue. Yes, sir. Not just lust and sex and drinking. Anger. Right. That's right. Fear. Yes. Stress. Yes. Scared. Jesus. Mama had cancer. I might get cancer. Uh-uh. Cancer don't run in my bloodline. I got Jesus' blood in me. Hey. Period. Hey. Amen. And I'm not being insensitive to anyone mm -hmm. or family member who succumbed to that. But Jesus always checked their emotions. Peter, bro, if you live by the sword, you'll die. Stop being so impulsive. If you live by the sword, you'll die by it as he puts the ear back on. And why are you doing that, bro? Chill. You're not, you're not alive. And he's getting arrested. He's about to face the most gruesome time of his life to the point where he prayed till blood came out of his, uh, his forehead. Mm -hmm. But still, he checked their temperance level. Control yourself. Let Amen. me take a turn right here. He said, you can be angry. Yeah. Be angry, but sin not. What, do you, what does that mean? Be angry, but sin not. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. The Bible says, whatever is not of faith is sin. Jesus. So I can be angry, but don't act out of faith. Don't act outside of the word. Right. Amen. Are, are you, faith yep. come by hearing, hearing by the word. So even though I'm angry, I still respond by what the word says. Amen. I can be angry, but I'm not going to sin. That's right. Amen. Amen. You're welcome That's for that. <laughs> the most powerful thing we can control in this earth, besides our choices, is our mouths. Jesus. Our mouths. I just want to end with, just watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. The most powerful thing we control in this earth, besides our choices, that's the ultimate, is our mouths. Amen.
our mouths, mm. our mouths. I don't think we realize that we're surrounded by what we've been saying. Mm, 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 mm. The last two years, five years, ten years, we are now surrounded by our words over the years. Whatever you believed and spoke, you see it now before you. You see it in front of you. Words are, words are what started this whole mess in the first place. Who told you you were naked? It was words that jacked up the whole universe in the first place. So it's got to be words that put it back in order. The devil didn't make Eve eat the fruit or Adam. He just spoke words. Words started the warfare. Words end the warfare. Words started the battle. Words will end the battle. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Whatever the enemy has been speaking to you, stop repeating it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Where should I go? Where should I go? Where should I go? Here we go. Let's go to another scripture. Y'all got 10 more minutes? <laughs> what time the game start? We all fail in many areas, but especially with our words. Yet if we're able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. I know you're mature if you can control your words. How you a grown man, a grown woman gossiping? Never mind. I ain't what? Let, me, let, me get, let me get a little deeper. The things you gossip or complain about, you invite the spirit of that thing into your life. True. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. She's so perverted. All she do is think about sex and all she do because she got this. You're inviting the spirit of what you're talking about. Correct. To try you. Yep. So you are now tempted by what you gossip about. Every time. Every time. It's spiritual, y'all. Yeah. It's spiritual. We're going yep. tit for tat. We're talking to people like this people matter. It's spirits. It's spirits. What you speak, you invite. Yes. Yes. If I could control. If I can control my tongue, I can control my whole body. The Bible says we put little bits in horses' mouths so we can control their whole body. If I got your mouth, I got your life. God is saying, just let me get, let the praise continually be in your mouth and you will see glory in your lives. If praise is in your mouth, glory will fill your lives. If praise fills your mouth, glory will fill your life. Tell somebody, watch your mouth. Scripture says, next scripture says, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe, I'm just teaching today. I got two more scriptures. We believe, therefore we speak. In other words, it's saying, speak what you believe. Speak what you believe. Speak what you believe. Speak what you believe, not what you heard, what you believe. The culture has made, uh, made we have placed facts over truth. We place facts. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, right, and the life. So Jesus is the truth. What is the truth? The word. Jesus is the word, okay? So the word is the truth. That's the absolute truth. Do we believe that? Do we believe the word of God is absolute truth? 
Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You ain't got to clap. Don't clap. Matter of fact, let me just feel. Don't clap. Let me just discern really quick. Do we believe that the word of God, the Bible, is absolute truth? If we do not believe that, I'm not judging, but we have to go from faith to faith. You probably believe a portion of God. Or, you have to get to the point where the word of God is ultimate truth. It's the foundation on which I stand. It's like a man who built his house on a rock. So when pandemics, I mean storms come, I'm not shaken. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? People that are shaken don't trust the word. So, facts. And I, and I hate when people, like, that's real. When they say, like, that's real. That's real, right? That's real life. Like, I know I took that picture, but listen, my corns was hurting, my knees was hurting, my back was, that's real. I like that. That's real. And that is a fact. But we, sell, like, we call, like, all negativity real. Like, if stuff is too polished, it's fake. But when it's, when it's problems and it's negativity, that's real. That's the truth. The culture. What? So we like that. We keep it real with me. Stay down here. No. God is real. That's right. And God is good. So good is real. Good is real. You preaching. Good is real. Why not walk around talking? Hey, it's going to be all right. It's a, hey, look, no weapon formed against you so prosper. So, you know, why don't we ever say stuff like that? Yeah, man, I'm not going to, we're not going to keep coming here every Sunday preaching. Thank you. Running around and we don't even do none of the word. None of it. It's ridiculous. It's insanity. And you keep having nightmares and you keep being restless and you keep being upset with your life and you yep. keep sitting with all this vision, all these ambitions, and you have no productivity, you have no fruitfulness because we don't do the word of God. It's simple, but it's hard because of warfare. Yep. Why don't I think to say, you know what? All things work together for good. We're gonna be a why don't we think that's why I write songs like that to put words in your mouth. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Literally, I'm intentional about that. Right. Jesus. Nah, keep it real. I, I ain't trying to be all deep, but you know, God, why is that deep? That's real. Girl, and then, then my boyfriend gonna come and talk about that, and then my mom gonna come and talk about Hannah, and then, can you believe my job? Won't? Yeah. I feel, yeah, we trouble on every side, but don't be distracted. Why can't that be? It's quiet. That's why I don't come to church. Next week, stay home. I'd rather y'all be home and be imagining y'all responding. Yeah. Why not? The culture has made that lame. So we'll never walk in authority. That's why. The culture has made that lame and corny and, oh, you are, so we won't walk in power. Because he knows that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And if I ever get my words together, I'll get my life together. If I ever get my words in order, I'll get my life in order. If I get, I'll get my words updated, I'll get my life upgraded. Wow. The gospel is like fantasy or la-la land. Right. Gospel, good news. People coming with good news is like, oh, it's like a fantasy or a movie. Why? It's the truth. And if you believe it's the truth, speak what you believe. What, what do you need to hear for your life right now? Take 30 seconds to say it. What do you need to hear for your life or your mind? Go, say it. Say it. 
I shall not die but live. By his stripes I'm healed. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. What you got to say? What do you need to hear? Say it. Mm -hmm. If it's not a scripture, say something good. Say something positive. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. Your heart is full of what you're saying. If all you do is cuss and complain all day, your heart is full of darkness. That's right. It's full of darkness. Your heart gets so full that your mouth has to say it. That's right. So when you see what's coming out of your mouth, you get a look at what's in your heart. That's right. We cannot continue to church this stuff. Yeah. We got to stop churching stuff and start living it. It's time to bear fruit, people of God. We look like the tree that Jesus cursed because we look like we got fruit. But then when something happened in our life, you ain't got no joy. You ain't got no peace. You ain't got no long suffering. You ain't got no fruit. Don't be cursed. That's right. And unproductive. And unproductive. Let me add to that. Words are like builder blocks. They're like bricks. So whatever your, your, your focus is or whatever you're trying to build, that's the words. Th- those words are the bricks that you're trying to build. So each word that you put out there is a brick. Each positive and, and good word from the scripture is a brick to your house that you're trying to build. That's just a metaphor. But every word, so when you say a negative word, that's like taking a brick away from what you're building yeah. every single time. I love it. That's how you got to see it. Every time you, you, you start over and then you just got to keep building on good things. Even if something negative comes, just keep saying good things. It doesn't matter. And then eventually it'll become a whole house. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Negativity is normal. Negativity is normal. Mm-hmm. Negativity is, is normal. You like somebody, they, you having fun in their presence, you enjoying their company. Get out of here. Get out of my face. Go somewhere. Right. It's funny. It's cute. But that's, why is negative a positive? Right. It's not. Why not? I love when you come. You always make me laugh. I yes. love it. You funny. That. You don't hear that too much. Nope. I'm enjoying this time. I know I'm, I'm, I'm saying it like that. But mm-hmm. why not say what you really feel? Right. Because words matter. They do. You make me sick. The culture mm-hmm. has made negative Positive. relevant. Yep. Jesus. To keep you living in your slang, but not in your word. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yep, sit down. I got a couple more. Yep. Let's just believe it'll work out, bro. It's going to be good. Let's believe it'll work out. Why don't we say these things? And another thing is, Hope deferred. Yo, that makes the heart sick. So I don't want to keep hoping in something and being disappointed. So let me protect my emotions and let me prepare for the worst. Because this world is ugly. I ain't about to hope. I ain't about to speak positive. God's going to make a way. I know. But I ain't, about to believe. I ain't really about to hope in that. Because if he don't, I don't want to be messed up. The devil I'm looking right in the, the devil is a liar. I rejoice in my hope, the Bible says. Whether he does it or not is secondary. The fact that he's able, I should have said, the fact that he's able, the fact that he's able, 
But we try to protect ourselves so much. I don't want to be hurt if it doesn't happen. I just hate, I just hate how I feel. Get over yourself. That's pride. Since I don't want to feel that, I'm going to protect my emotions. And your protection becomes rejection. Be careful when protection turns into rejection. Now you're rejecting, rejecting God's goodness. You don't even even hear no scripture. You don't even want to hear nothing positive. Because the last time I believed it, it didn't work. So now you're rejecting God to protect you? So you believe in your ability to protect yourself? That's how we become bound. That's, the devil is a liar. So he made that type of thinking normal. To prepare for the worst is to expect the worst. And to expect the worst is to invite the worst. I got to go, man. You think you're doing yourself a service? Yeah, I'm going to protect. Have boundaries relationally. But when it comes to the word, That's right. Believe when it comes to believing the word of God and him being able to work it out and heal your body and provide for you, you don't need no boundaries for that. That's right. You're protecting yourself out of blessings. Know why? Because I don't like how I feel when I'm disappointed. I don't like how I look when we was believing something and then it didn't work out. I'm about to spoil somebody's testimony, but Iran and his wife were trying to get pregnant for seven years. Iran, if you're watching, God bless you and your wife. They were trying to get pregnant for seven years. It didn't happen. They finally got pregnant. They came up and announced, it's, it's, God is doing it. We're having a baby. We all shouted. They lost the baby. They came back up and said, saints, thank you for your prayers. It didn't work out. But, oh, but her hair began to grow again, Samson. <laughs> they got pregnant again. <laughs> and I think, I don't know how many weeks ago is when, but it's been like two weeks, little Emily, right? Zara. Why well, I say Emily? Zara. Zara is here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> They said, Pastor, we're trying again. I said, try. Pastor, we're pregnant again. I said, believe. Pastor, we're still believing. Keep believing. They didn't reject goodness because it didn't work out the last time. They didn't protect their emotions. They were open and vulnerable to God's ability to do exceeding abundantly above all. We can ask a thing. Preparation creates expectation. Expectation creates invitation. <laughs> Whatever I prepare for, I'm telling the Lord I'm expecting. Whatever I'm expecting, I'm telling the world you're invited. So if you prepare for the worst all the time, you're telling the world. I'm expecting the worst. And when you tell the world you're expecting it, you invite it. And then you glorify it. See? Told you. I t- I t- didn't I say it never worked out? Didn't I say it never happened? You, you stupid. You, <laughs> that's why I ain't go. That's why. And you think you're so right, but you just invited it. Yeah. 
You can't invite somebody to the party and be surprised they showed up. Oh, that's so good. You invited the dysfunction. Don't act like Ooh. you got told. You, you invited yes, it. Yes, you did. That's true. Let me end this. Are y'all enjoying this? I want y'all to get that too. Preparation creates expectation, creates invitation. Be careful what you prepare for because you're literally opening up the doors to your heart, your mind, and your life to receive that thing. The worst can happen. Just don't, you don't got to prepare. You don't have to center your whole focus around it. You can have a little, <laughs> do a little budget on the side for disaster relief. A little disaster relief pocket, but my home is not a disaster relief house. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm wise. I'm watching out. I'm being sober. But I'm not, my whole life doesn't revolve around the possibility of the worst. My whole life revolves around the possibility of the best. Because if I really believe the word, I know he has good plans for me. Plans to prosper. Plans to succeed. He knows the thoughts he thinks towards me. And I'm so grateful you love me. I know you. I know that when you look at me, you see your child, you see my need. <laughs> I know that you will never leave. I trust you, Father. I no matter what comes my way. Hallelujah, anyhow. I'm so sorry. I tell you, on the day of judgment, 
people will have to give an accounting for every careless or useless word they speak. Next one. For by your words, you will be freed, or by your words, you will be condemned. This is good news. So nobody else's words can condemn me. <laughs> Come on, y'all. That means it doesn't matter what anybody else says about you. You can't fail because of what other people say. You can't lose because of what other people say. My words determine how I end up. So I don't care what you say. I say I've got victory. You got to give an account for every idle word, y'all. I heard a study that said your subconscious doesn't know, doesn't calculate jokes or sarcasm. That's right. Your just take that for food for thought. Your subconscious doesn't calculate jokes or sarcasm, just literal words. That's right. So look at your jokes now, Ty. Like I said before, you make me sick. Okay, this person makes them sick. Be sick every time. Just imagine that being literal. How would your words look then? Little idle stuff we say in passing. What's up? You're a fool. Now you're a fool. But it's relevant to talk like that. Because the enemy has set the world up so we won't live in victory. That's right. You're going to heaven, but your life is going to be foolish because you always talk about hanging with a fool. That's right. Just take that as literal for a second. And see how your words change the people. People you really love don't really hear that you love them. They just hear all your jokes about them and all that. Ah, you crazy, you a fool, get out of my face. All of that. And your subconscious is calculating it literally. How are your words going to look this week considering this power and authority that you have? I'm so glad. Y'all can come out, singers. It doesn't matter what anybody else says about us. It matters what we say. So it's important for us to agree with what God says about our lives. Live, watch your mouth. If I want to leave you with anything the first time back in this pandemic, we're in a war. We're in a fight. And the biggest weapon you got is your mouth. I don't care if you're in a body cast, in a hospital, your leg cropped up. You can say, hallelujah anyhow. I don't care if you just got furloughed, you lost your job. You look up your account. Hallelujah anyhow. It doesn't matter what hits your life. You can have a sickness come and attack your body, but you can still say, hallelujah you're condemned not only by your words or you're set free by your words so what do you say this morning live hallelujah in and this is the warfare to be able to say hallelujah through my thoughts through my feelings through my claim and say hallelujah how can i say that when i'm thinking of everything negative how can i say that when i scroll and i see confusion and hate i still say hallelujah this is my fight. I gotta sing this. I gotta say it. I gotta speak it. I gotta sing it. Hey! Hallelujah.
don't go your way or to your liking, still say, Hallelujah in the house. Your warfare is your ability to say, Hallelujah in the house. In anything. Your fight, your battle, will be for your ability to still scream, Hallelujah in the house. In any situation. In all things, give thanks and sing hallelujah in the house. You won't make it through everything. Hallelujah in the house. Father, we thank you. Your grace, your grace puts the authority in our mouths. Thank God that the power and the control is in our mouths. It's not even in our thoughts. You can think crazy, but still say, Every idle word, every joke, all sarcasm, just say, Hallelujah. something else. Right here, think of something else. Now respond to it and say, Hallelujah in the house. Think of something else right now. Think of it. What do you cry about at night? Sing. Hallelujah in the house. What are you stress about when you're not in church? What are you concerned about? Respond to it right now and say, Hallelujah in the house. Gotta go. <laughs> Hallelujah in the I gotta let him go. Football is starting. <laughs> so, Father, we thank you for your word and your words. You told us what the power is in our mouths, and you've given us words to speak. 66 books. 66 books of words we can speak in any situation. Father, we're not gonna church this one. We're going to live this one. Amen. We're going to speak your word. We believe, therefore we speak. Live. Let me hear you begin to speak what you believe. Never mind the slang. Never mind the sarcasm. If words, if my life follows my words, i got to change my words. I charge you to be accountable for your words. You can't control everything, but you can control that. Watch your life transform for the better in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the power and authority in Jesus' name. Clap your hands if you're here. Give God glory. All right.